2: Gonna in the Edmonton Oilers, hopping on the plane. They're headed to Winnipeg. You know that's where BTO is from. Of course you do. Did you know that earlier this week Randy Bachman turned old? <laughs> very old. 74? I won't call that very old. Come on, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. 78, not 74. That's how we'll open up the Wednesday edition of Oilers. Now opening on a good note. By the way, how about that six nothing victory? Yeah, it's exhibition but it looked pretty darn good on home ice last night it is brendan escott with you today bob is traveling on this edition of oilers now which is brought to you as always by digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies won't Throw you too many curveballs on today's show in terms of the guests anyway. We'll hear from some familiar faces. Reed Wilkins, who obviously was a big part of the game and their broadcast of the game last night, will give his initial impressions of this Oilers team. I'm telling you, seeing those men execute in the flesh in that building with 13,627 fans cheering them on, that was missed. I did expect more fans to be there last night, if I'm being fully honest with you, but they gave the 13,000 plus quite the show did the Oilers. So we'll get some thoughts from Reed Wilkins on that as well. 105, we'll hear from provincial affairs reporter and cult of hockey writer at the Edmonton Journal, David Staples. 135, our NHL insider John Shannon checking in and we'll have a wider ranging conversation there. Now, Obviously, we need to get your thoughts on how things have been shaking down through the first two exhibition games for the Oilers. And hey, I'm not I'm not planning the parade yet. I'm not. But it is a lot of fun to have some excitement to talk about. And after the way things were executed last night, there's plenty of reason to be excited. So maybe you were down there. Maybe you caught it online. Either way, get your thoughts in at 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Did you like the power? Play. How about uh, Hyman and Yessa Poy-Yarvi Bookmarking, bookending uh, Connor McDavid on that top line. Wow. <laughs> wow. Those are some bigger bodies on the wings and the way that they retrieve pucks and the and the one-touch passing that was going around the ice last night. We'll get into the audio recap momentarily, uh, but that was special. So if you agree, you disagree, you saw something else, you want to let me know. 780-496-0063. That's also the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Live entertainment is back. Hotel California, the Eagles tribute band. They take the stage Friday, October 29th. And legendary Canadian artist Gordon Lightfoot, November 17th. Details at rivercreeresort.com. Now, uh, the top story today is, of course, the team uh, heading out for the second half of this back-to-back. They do have another game tonight, looking to build on that momentum. 4.30 is your face-off show here on 6.30, Chad. Six o'clock puck drop from Winnipeg. That's the top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. So the Jets are coming off a 3-2 loss to Ottawa on Sunday. The Oilers obviously heading in with a 2-0 record, not dressing anywhere near the firepower that they did last night, which resulted in this win that you'll hear uh, from the Oilers radio network. Jack Michaels, Bob Stauffer had the
0: call. This is the audio vault. The Edmonton Oilers were long overdue for a home game. A real home game with fans in the building. They've got a new team as an opponent and a new season to look forward to. The Dane pursuing but Nurse just skates away from him, weaves his way through center and now attacks with a wrist shot. scores! one nothing Edmonton! Darnell Nurse as the Seattle power play expired buries it. Tries settle, wins the face off cleanly back to Darnell Nurse in the high slot. Now McDavid left circle, side of the net, Nugent, because what time home, yes, a Pugliarvi power play goal, five on three variety, two nothing Oilers, and still a minute 51 on the penalty to Borgen, Pugliarvi will track it down, back in front, McDavid, back door, home. what a beautiful goal, You talk about an easy one. How about Zach Hyman's first as an oiler? Beautiful tip on a three-way passing play from McDavid and pooley Well, Connor was flying on that shift, but pooley has continued impressive presence of mind. He opened up the ice for McDavid. Torres took a shot from Alexiak, got it ahead for Perlini. He's got a trailer. Devin Shore finds him. Shore back to Perlini. What timer score! What a beautiful goal! Perlini gets it right back. From Devin Shore and the two hook up for a goal that makes it four nothing Boiler, and that five some Barry Nugent Hopkins Drysuttle Hyman down low Drysuttle back door one timer score and the fifth man on that unit Connor McDavid buries the power play goal to make it five nothing drills seem to be working Bob whether it be in practice or in a game off the draw here's a one timer score Brendan Perlini again. Blasting one by the glove hand of Joey Decord at 6-0. And that's Perlini's third of the preseason second tonight.
2: Yeah, uh, Brendan Perlini looked excellent and, and a shooter's mentality on this player. We'll get to some thoughts from Dave Tippett here in a half a second, but, you know, Perlini finishing uh, last night's game with a couple of goals, played 14-09. A uh, little bit of time on both ends of the special teams, power play and and the penalty kill unit there as well. And these are things that he talked about working on, uh, Perlini did, when he spent last season in Switzerland where the pressure was off, where he could go out there and, and really figure out how to exercise Execute in a boards battle and not just be the guy known for, you know, putting up 15 goals a year and, and eight or nine or, or 10 assists. This is a player that's really trying to evolve and and the evolved player is who really seems to succeed in a Dave Tippett system. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Uh, this is last night's reaction. Uh, Zach Hyman, man, nah, I don't know that Zach's or, or Jack's call rather could, could do it justice on that passing play. It was as tick attack goal as we've seen out of this power play unit uh and uh, hyman was talking about you know back-to-back shutouts being a part of things as, as the season is ramping up right now
3: I, I mean i think it starts with work ethic like defense is all about working yeah you, you can put all the systems in place but if you're not working it's not gonna it's not gonna go well so i think that in both games i watched the first game of the you know, that we worked part and, and we didn't give the other team much and, and obviously you have to have good goaltenders back there to make the save when things do break down and, and they both played great tonight so um, I think it's a great start and just kind of implementing this the structure and, and just working within it.
2: And uh, playing in, in front of fans I mentioned 13,627 at Rogers Place last night Zach Hyman again.
3: I mean the fans here are awesome atmosphere is great you know, I, I hope down the line we can get a full capacity rink. it'll be even better, but tonight was, was awesome. You can't put in words how much more fun it is to play hockey when you have a, a loud building and you have adamant and passionate fans who are there and... And cheering for you last last year, it was you know the only time I had fans was against Montreal, and they're all booing you. So um, to have fans that are cheering for you and are excited and just bring an atmosphere to the game and life, and you know just energizes you. So it was uh, it was great.
2: Yeah, Hyman with a, a goal and an assist last night took a penalty as well. Have been played uh, just under 16 minutes, but you know what does this player have to prove? He's got the contract, and in the time we did see him out there on the ice with yes, RV, Connor McDavid, be it even strength or otherwise. Hyman stood out you know he is he is faster than I expected him to be and everything looks faster when you're actually seeing it in person as we were able to last night but I you know I don't think we can understate what Hyman as long as he's healthy is going to mean to this team now I mentioned Perlini and I mentioned that there's some pre-existing you know history there I guess in terms of what Perlini knows that head coach Dave Tippett expects out of his players and that's because Tippett had Perlini in Arizona a number of years ago when he was speaking the Oilers coach about the development of this player who's in on a professional tryout offer trying to earn a deal
4: maturity you know he just I had him as a real young player learning a lot about the game learning how to play without the puck and he's gone through some ups and downs in his career and just he's matured he's he thinks about it he's hes a smart guy he just he's got great talent but he just has to continue to to improve the play without the puck and you can tell he's he's putting a conscious effort into it you see some of his back checking, seeing some of his wall battles those are areas that were say inconsistent in his game and now he's trying to bring that consistency to it and to me that's maturity that's a player figuring it out and and, uh, he's a guy that's you know he's playing for his career right now and he's played well the first couple games
2: And as I look at the roster for tonight's game, you will not see... Brendan Perlini dressed this evening. Let's go to our Oilers now. Our game day lineup report, rather. That's brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, list your old home. Soldtodayedmonton.ca. It shakes down like this. The top line is Ryan McLeod centering Warren Fogle and Zach Cassian, who we'll hear from shortly. Cooper Morodi with Tyler Benson and Seth Griffith on the second line. Luke Esposito, Brad Malone, Colton Sevier making up up your third line and then we'll see the debut of Ostap Safin Uh, Adam Cracknell slots in in your fourth line as does Xavier Borgo James Hamblin your 13th forward on the back end Evan Bouchard gets another look and and nothing but positive words from the coach as to what Bouchard's done through two games played up over 25 minutes last night led the team with 28 shifts did Bouchard you'll see him with his likely partner to start the regular season Slater Cuckoo Cody Cece is going to draw in on the right side uh, alongside William Legison and then Marcus Nimalainen again with Michael Kesselring. Ilya Konevalov will start. He'll play the first half and uh, Stuart Skinner will pick up the back half of things in the goaltending realm. So there is your game day lineup report again for Craig Hummel. Now let's talk about Zach Cassian's debut in the lineup because he looked darn good in the playoffs against this very Winnipeg team when he returned from injury, but we didn't get to see a lot of the big guy last year. And as such, Cassian said that there really wasn't a lot that he could take from an injury-plagued season.
5: I don't think you take lessons from injuries. You don't go in uh, trying to get injured. I think those are part of the game. You're going to have up and down years you play... Long career in the NHL. I'd love to say it's all uh, positive, but there's going to be some negative, uh, some negatives in there. And I think last year was a, a example of that. It was tough to to gain any traction, and uh, when I did, it seemed like I was getting injured. So um, you can't really do all in the past, and nothing you can do about it now. Obviously, it was a frustrating year, but there's a there's a lot to be excited about this season and I'm excited to uh, get back to where I can be playing
2: now Cassian's a player of course who's been here through the long and the and the short of it the he's, he's been you know every part of the the lows and now it looks like this team is starting to crescendo into a high and entering his seventh season Cassian was speaking about being part of a winning core here in Edmonton like when I came here, this is
5: my, going into my seventh year, you, we got Connor McDavid, you get Leon Draisaitl. you realize the potential these have, but, but now to, to see these players grow and to see what, not only type of human beings they're but players. And then you get Darnell Nurse and you get a lot of those guys that have matured and grown over the years. Um, like I said, as they get older, you start to realize you don't take anything for granted, but to be with an organization for, um, that long, um, it's pretty cool but uh, ultimately at the end of the day being here that long you're going to be surrounded by um, negativity sometimes positivity it's uh, when you're in a market like this um, they want to win trust me we want to win just as much but sometimes it's a process but i feel like we're kind of at that stage now where you can look back you can sit it's not really you're not really hoping for it you know it's there if you put in the work and everyone gels together and we get off to a good start that we might have something special here. So that's, that's kind of the mindset I'm taking every day of just coming in here, working hard and ultimately getting in the playoffs and making some noise.
2: And when you've got a 30 year old leader on an otherwise still bit younger of a team, you know, I think it's important to have that mentality around the dressing room. And that was echoed by uh, head coach, Dave Tippett. I
4: think he's, he's going to step back and really have a good year. He's uh... You know, he was disappointed the way the year went last year. When he came back from the second injury, he's probably the best he played all year. So he's going to try to carry that into this season. So, you know, he's a, he's a big piece of our team. He's a leader on our team. We need him to play well. And, you know, we think him and Fogel on that third line can give us some heavy, hard minutes down there that, uh, you know, can help our team in, that, in the hard games.
2: Six o'clock, puck drop tonight on uh, 6.30, Ched 4.30 for your face-off show. And just quickly here, when I was hosting earlier in the summer, we were doing sort of a a preview series, if you will, at least of the Canadian teams. And Jason Bell is a friend of the show, works for the Winnipeg Free Press. He was talking briefly about the Jets' remodel in the off-season. I'm sure you know that they they did quite the overhaul on the defense, acquiring Nate Schmidt, Brendan Dillon, and some others. But Jason
1: Bell, Explains it all. Well, it was a, it was a club that obviously was built uh, on solid goaltending from Connor Hellebuck, who is a sort of a perennial in the caliber goaltender, and has of course won it a couple of years ago. And and they also score a whole lot of goals up front. But this is a team that has struggled defensively for two years now and uh, two seasons now after they had that big exodus. Uh, you'll recall with Truba going, Bufflin going, Myers going, Girard going. And yet they they struggled uh, struggled through defensively last year and, and and really limped into the playoffs and and please don't shoot the messenger I just reported on it but they 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 swept uh, swept your guys right uh, right right out of the playoffs that last year and what they did was they were able to to probably tighten up as, as well defensively as they'd done all season long the truncated season and and really did a great job of shutting down. Uh, uh, McDavid and dry Saddle, which is no easy feat. Uh, of course, then they, they they move into Montreal and then get shut up, get swept themselves. So it was they did something very odd. They played eight playoff games in two series, which doesn't happen very often, and uh, and certainly felt like over the uh, the off season, Kevin Shovelday, off the general manager and his staff, there was definitely changes needed to be made. I mean, the defense needed to be shored up. get, as I said. Sh- they can only put so much emphasis on Connor Hellbuck to do the job and to outscore teams. Uh, they really needed to, to do a job uh, strengthening and solidifying that back end, and it certainly looks like they did.
2: Once again, uh, Jason Bell from the Winnipeg Free Press there. It 12:24 here in Edmonton. We will take a quick timeout on Oilers Now and when we come back, I'll tell you what's going on in the rest of the league in NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing.
1: Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet.
2: 26 in Edmonton. Let's hit up NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Company-branded apparel, products and awards, all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromomarketing.com. Well, remember, it's 6 o'clock puck drop tonight. Cam and Bob have the call on 6.30 Chad for the Jets and Oilers live from Winnipeg, 4.30. Our coverage starts elsewhere. It's the Maple Leafs visiting Ottawa. Calgary is home to Seattle. Lightning GM Julian Brisebois, he got an extension from Tampa Bay following back-to-back cup wins. No kidding. Uh, No details released on that one, though. Montreal reportedly offered GM Mark Bergevin a contract extension over the summer, but instead, he will enter his 10th season in the role without an agreement. The Habs have made the postseason in six of Bergevin's nine years thus far. The Ukrainian Hockey League has suspended the player responsible for that racist abuse directed at OHL veteran Jalen Smerik for just Three games plus 10 more if he neglects to pay a fine valued at about 2400 Canadian dollars. Akeem Alou from the Hockey Diversity Alliance, he called that decision a complete embarrassment. The Oil Kings begin the regular season this Friday at Rogers Place. Red Deer in town kicking off a home-and-home. And, home. and the U of A Golden Bears play McEwen University Friday and Saturday night. I don't want to to miss an opportunity here. I promise we'll get to the text line a little bit later on in the show. But right now, I mean, this is a pretty noteworthy piece of news as well. Josh Archibald, we know, hasn't been skating with the team. This does have to do with his vaccina- vaccination status. But an update from head coach Dave Tippett at this morning's media avail as well.
4: Arch is, uh, he skated for a few days and uh, he's been going, he's having some tests done. he's uh, he just can't seem to get himself up to up to speed. He's not feeling like he should be. so uh, the last couple of days he's had some testing done and we're waiting the results of that. but it uh, he hasn't he's just not he's not getting up to speed like he should be, so they want to just check and see where where he's at. so uh, he's uh, he's set back a couple of days here
2: the follow up questions indicated that no he has not tested positive for covid-19 in fact he has tested negative every single day so far but maybe uh, some sort of underlying conditioning issue they will get to the bottom of it but of course colton Sevier trying to see, uh, seize the opportunity right now in archibald's absence we'll take a time out for the 12:30 news here on 630 chad back with reed wilkins from 630 chad the oilers radio
0: network